Many years have passed and everyone's getting mad. Huh? What do you mean? I mean, everyone's getting Monsignor Achilles Dakai. His weekly Bible study is getting bigger, better, and stronger. This is the new and improved Gifted to Give podcast. Hi, I'm Gian. And I'm Jillian. We are here to spend quality time as we listen to the message of God through our beloved Monsignor Achilles Dakai, a Bible study that is truly gifted to give and a gateway evangelization to all those who are spiritually drained. Absolutely. Monsignor Dakai was the official spokesman of His Eminence Ricardo Cardinal Vidal. He had the title of Media Liaison. He is almost 90 years old and still passionate about preaching the Bible. Yes, he loves to reach out to a new and younger audience in making this podcast. Truly, he is gifted to give. Let's listen to a new episode with Monsignor Achilles Dakai. Good morning. Good morning to all of you on this first Friday of Lent. 2024. Lent began last Wednesday, Ash Wednesday, when we were imposed ashes on our foreheads, we heard the celebrant reminding us, remember man, you are dust and unto dust you shall return. Or, another formula, turn away from sins and believe in the good news. That's what we heard, and therefore, beginning last Wednesday, as Wednesday, those of us aged 18 to 60 were required to observe the appointed day of fasting, meaning to say no to all other meals but choose only one. And on the same day, those of us aged 14 and up were required to observe the appointed day of abstinence. So remember, huh? last Wednesday, we were required to fast and to abstain from meat. This will be repeated on Good Friday. On Good Friday, we shall all be fasting and abstaining from meat. Those of us who are aged 18 to 60 and aged 14 up. So that's that. Today, first Friday of Lent, thank God in the Philippines, we are required only to abstain from meat. To abstain from meat. Why? 
to say no to something delicious like meat. Just to practice our willpower to say no to something good, to something delicious like meat. But this time, train your will to say no. So that is it. We are now within this season of Lent, which is a period of 40 days. In imitation, as it were, of those 40 days and nights that Jesus spent in the desert for the temptations, which will be the subject matter for next Sunday, the first Sunday of Lent. So we leave that for homilies, but we zero in once more on our reading and reflecting on the five sorrowful mysteries. It may interest you to know that these five sorrowful mysteries are also meditated on as integrated into the 14 stations of the cross. The first sorrowful mystery, the agony in the garden, is actually the second station of the cross. And now, when we continue to understand the next two sorrowful mysteries, the scourging of Jesus at the pillar and the crowning of Jesus with thorns. We, we, we therefore consider the two mysteries which is only one in the station of the cross, the, 50, the fifth station of the cross. I repeat, the agony in the garden, which is the first sorrowful mystery, is the second in the stations of the cross. And the second and the third mysteries of the rosary are but one fifth station in the way of the cross. Anyway, before anything else, let us pray. Almighty Father, send your Holy Spirit upon us that we may read your word with faith. Reflect on it with hope and realize it with love. Following the example of your only begotten Son, from whom we find freedom, fulfillment, and the future with you forever. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now, as our background, we have precisely the text about the scourging at the pillar, and uh, we shall read also the crowning with thorns in Mark 15 to 20. So let us now listen to the reading. So Pilate, wishing to satisfy the crowd, released for them Barabbas, and having scourged Jesus, 
he delivered him to be crucified. And the soldiers led him away inside the palace, that is, the praetorium. And they called together the whole battalion. And they clothed him in a purple cloak, and plaiting a crown of thorns, they put it on him. And they began to salute him, Hail, King of the Jews! And they struck his head with a reed, and spat upon him. And they knelt down in homage to him. And when they had mocked him, they stripped him of the purple cloak, and put his own clothes on him. And they led him out to crucify him. Thank you. Thank you for reading to us the gospel for this, our Bible study online, on the next two sorrowful mysteries, the scourging of Jesus at the pillar and the crowning of Jesus' head with thorns, which I repeat, are, or is the fifth station of the cross. Let us understand this. Let us try to understand. Jesus, after his agony in the garden, requesting kindly his father that if possible, take away this cup of suffering from me, but your will be done. So in obedience to the will of the father, Jesus is now beginning to drink the cup of suffering. If agony was an interior pain that Jesus endured from within, these two mysteries now, the scourging at the pillar and the crowning with thorns, may be considered the exterior pain the exterior pain that afflicts his body. If the agony in the garden was the interior pain that he endures because it affected his soul, the next two mysteries are the pains that afflicted his body. While Jesus was being whipped. We are not told how he was being whipped, how he was being scorched. But if we look back to Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 3, we are told that if one is sentenced to be beaten, the judge may make him lie face down and be whipped with as many as 40 lashes. So that must have been the way Jesus was scourged at the pillar with 40 lashes. Now, in the Bible, who are whipped? Who are scourged? The beasts of burden. The beasts of burden are driven out with a whip 
a rod, but during Lent, we observe this. So the whipping of Jesus with as many as 40 lashes was a pain to start off his drinking from the cup of suffering. Then after scourging Jesus, the soldiers made a crown of thorny branches and put the crown on his shoulders, on his head. We cannot imagine how the thorns must have been pressed down on his head and what a pain that could be. But Jesus gave no resistance. Jesus made no complaint. That's why we ask, why did Jesus voluntarily entered into this passion? Why did he opt to suffer? Well, of course, the first answer is because it was the will of the Father. But now, as a man, Jesus opted to endure the pains, not only the interior pains in the agony, but also the exterior pain from the scourging and the crowning with thorns, because he had a higher purpose. He transgressed, as it were, the law of living a life, but he opted to be put to death because he, he had a higher motive and a better purpose, which is to redeem us from the slavery of sin. So what Jesus did was not suicide, no. What Jesus did was martyrdom. A martyr is one who opts, who opts, who voluntarily, willingly submit himself to death because he had another higher purpose that we may live. Now, so that is that. The teaching of Jesus, by example, he was being whipped and he was being crowned with thorns. Those two mysteries, I repeat, are integrated into just one, the fifth station of the cross. Now, Jesus did all this for our salvation. But St. Augustine has been telling us the God who created you without you will not save you without you. So we now ask ourselves, if we look at Jesus scourged at the pillar and crowned with thorns, and we listen to the sound of his silence, he does not say anything, but with patience 
he endured both mysteries, both pains, the scourging and the crowning with thorns. We ask ourselves then, on our part, in order to be saved, who are we to be? And what are we to do? Our backs may not be scourged at the pillar, may not be whipped with lashes, and our heads may not be crowned with thorns. But what therefore can we do? As far as our body is concerned, without being scourged at the pillar, we can mortify our senses, the senses of our body. Jesus himself has precisely said it. If your eyes scandalize you, Jesus said, pluck them out. If your ears, your hands and your feet lead you to sin, Jesus said, cut them off. That's what we mean by mortifying our five senses of the body. How about the head? In our heads, in our minds, in our brains, we have two spiritual faculties, the intellect and the will. In response, therefore, to what we see, Jesus' head being crowned with thorns, let us at least use our spiritual faculty called intellect to study and learn what is true. The truth and nothing but the truth. And on the other hand, we have another spiritual faculty, the will. Our will can be taught and trained to aim at and aspire for and attain what is really authentically good and not just what is apparently so. So that, for me, is our response to the scourging at the pillar and the crowning with thorns. Mortify our senses and make God use of our spiritual faculties, intellect, and the will. We have 40 days to do this. Quaresma is 40 days of Lent. Let us be serious about this. In fact, we should really thank God for giving us this special period, special time for renewing and purifying our hearts so that, as we say in the preface, freed from disordered affections, 
when we so deal with the things of this passing world and uh, hold rather to the things that truly endure. This is what we are expected to do as our duty and our salvation. We need to do this for our own good. This will profit us for salvation. So aside from fasting and abstinence on every Friday of Lent, we have the other spiritual exercise called the Stations of the Cross, the Way of the Cross. Since the sorrowful mysteries of the Rosary are also in the Stations of the Cross, then let us understand these mysteries and meditate on them, not only when you would say the Rosary, but also when we make the Stations of the Cross. The first agony in the garden and the next two, the second and the third mysteries are truths revealed by God himself. We may not fully understand why, but we can somehow learn a lesson and live by it. So here, I pause for some of your questions and reflections on this matter. I repeat, on these mysteries of the Rosary, as well as on the Stations of the Cross. Good morning, Mons. Good morning. Thanks for the reflection of the horrible suffering of Jesus. We were on our way to hell, and Jesus endured the scourging and crowning of thorns. 
I should not ever forget this as I follow Jesus. Jesus never taught his disciples then and is never teaching us now what he could do first not only with authority but by example. So we are lucky that we have Jesus suffering for us so that we too may learn how to suffer with humility and patience. Hello, Mons. Hello. The mortification of my senses is a lifelong process. I stumble and fall again and again, but I know with my humble seeking of Christ, Jesus will transform me and convert me in His time. That's true. Remember, this cup of suffering was offered to the brothers John and James, the sons of Zebedee. Can you drink the cup of suffering that I shall drink of? James said yes, and indeed he died for it. John said yes, and he lived up to an old age of 101 before he died. We can do the same, mortify our senses, make good use of our intellect and our will. Thank you, Mons. Thank you. And thank you, Lord, for this special season to take a bath and cleanse our souls. It will be painful, but profit me for salvation. That's right. As the gospel for this coming Sunday, Mark 1, we shall like Jesus, enter into the desert. Jesus entered the desert and stayed there for 40 days and nights, fasting amid wild beasts and amid angels. There in the desert and now in Quaresma, we are expected to do the same. So let us hear the sound of silence and the company of solitude during this season of Lent. If there has been too much noise in our lives, let us find time to keep silence. And if we have been in company of so many barcadas, try to choose a company of solitude in our retreat, etc. Hello, Mons. Uh, Unsaon nako i-mortify akong favorite sins. 
especially kanang jealousy and gossiping. What a good practice for the Lent season. To mortify our senses. It's precisely be on guard against temptations. Temptations, uh, we have said this many times, are like photographs. They are developed in the dark. So beware of darkness where you see other than what you ought to see. Or where you hear not what you ought to hear. So stay away from the darkness of error, of sin, and of distress. Scandal. This is said, may come from anywhere, but we can actually minimize scandalous situations if we mortify control what we see, what we hear, what we smell, what we taste, and what we touch. Moons, maoni akong favorite time sa liturgical calendar because this is the season that solidifies that Jesus indeed our Savior. I'm looking forward for my time of solitude with God. Yeah. During Lent, find, look for, and find time and space to be silent, to be alone. Silence and solitude. Let's give ourselves or each other what we call space. Space in silence and space in solitude. Thank you, Monsignor, for guiding us on how to make use of our intellect and will for our good, for our salvation. Please enlighten us on our Filipino culture of the 40 days from the death of a loved one. What happened after death, during the 40 days, and after 40 days from death? Thank you, Monsignor. That's right. We Catholic Filipinos or we Filipino Catholics we have our own church so out of respect and reverence for the church that has commanded us for example to make holy the Lord's Day to attend Mass on Sundays and Days of Obligation to fast and abstain on the days appointed, to receive communion at least on Easter season, 
out of respect and reverence for our mother church. Remember what we have been saying. It is easier to obey a command if we love the commander. Honor your father and your mother, then it will be less difficult for you to obey whatever they command. Moms, how do I convince young young people to practice the abstinence every Friday? I want to be able to do it together with my friends, but I don't want to sound boozy. Be sincere with this practice. If there is a party because it's the birthday or whatever, then kindly refuse, respectfully refuse an invitation because the birthday may be a reason for rejoicing and therefore not only fasting, no fasting and no abstinence, but you can precisely mortify yourself by refusing to do that on that very day. Postpone a birthday the next day or a party the next day but be serious about it and be sincere. Moons, <coughs> I need more quiet time with the Lord this Lenten season. I am not used to silence, but God is there, so I am both afraid and excited. Yeah. Spend more time visiting the Blessed Sacrament in adoration, in adoration chapels. Find time and space for this. Read the Bible or read books written on the Bible. Truth for the intellect and good for the will. That can be the menu for us. Learn more truth and attain more good. Authentically good and not just apparently good. The truth shall set you free. The truth and nothing but the truth. So, we are now within this season of Lent. Lent 
comes from the word lengthen. Lengthen. The days are made longer than the nights. For us precisely to see how we are behaving with the eyes of faith and enlightened by God's mercy. Length will of course be here a period of hot weather. Let us welcome it. Let us welcome being uncomfortable. Don't let us escape to feel comfortable because being uncomfortable during Lent is precisely is a God-given special time. Aron matod pa alimutan ganita sa kahimtang nato karon makahuna-huna ka og limpyo o usab sa imong kaugalingon. But if you are contented cow with your situation now, you will never think of change at all. But be uncomfortable and welcome it. So, we have said enough about this mystery, but there is one more question. Monsignor, what happens to the to a soul after death? What happened to the soul during 40 days and after 40 days? Please enlighten us. Thank you. What happens? To, uh, to the soul after death. Yeah. What happened to the soul during 40 days? During? 40 days. Thursday? 40 days. Oh. What happened to the soul? Ah, I, again, uh, I'm reminded of the 40 days. You know, the word 40 is very symbolic in the Bible. For example, when the Jews crossed the desert 40 years, those years, that, they do not mean 365 days a year, but 40 means any long period of time during which you achieve your purpose. Jesus fasted for 40 days in the desert, not exactly a day of 24 hours, but a long period of time where he achieved his purpose. Now, when we pray for the dead, we say 40 days, it we mean 40 days, you get 24 hours a day because at the end of the 40 days, we have kaon, we have hikai. But actually, 40 days means that when a soul is separated from the body at death, the body goes to the ground and the soul goes to another world. We pray. If it has fallen asleep, 
go straight to heaven. If it has died in God's mercy, it stays in purgatory or else down in hell. A soul that separates from the body immediately is given a verdict, is immediately judged. It does not hover around for 40 days. There is no such thing. 40 days we mean that after having prayed for his soul, we hope that God has already welcomed him or her to the light of his face. I repeat, disabuse your minds about 40 days. But in the Philippines, since we have hikai, we have kaon after 40 days, so we count 40 days. But actually, it does not mean 24 hours times 40, about 900 hours. Okay, so here we pause for God's final blessing. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. See you again on next Friday. God willing. That was an amazing Bible study session. You think so, Jill? Yes. Monsignor Dakai is truly remarkable. I have learned a lot from his reflections. Can you share your learnings and takeaways? Today's reading was focused in Mark 15 verses 15 to 20, and it's about Jesus' scourging at the pillar. This mystery is about the horrible suffering of Jesus and how he endured the scourging and crowning of thorns. As it is now the season of Lent, God has given us this time of solitude with him, a special season to take a spiritual bath and feel God's profound love and mercy. That's right, Jill. It is a story about how Jesus endured all the sufferings. We are also reminded that in every whip that he endured, how he shared and showed his love to each and every one of us. I would like to thank Monsignor Achilles Dakai for another wonderful episode of the Gifted to Give podcast. I would like to thank my new partner, Jillian, for sharing your reflections and learnings. Of course! I am so excited to be part of this rebranding of the podcast. I will definitely see you next week for another episode of Gifted to Give Podcast. With Monsignor Achilles Dakai, goodbye and to God be the glory.